investor doing things on your own? How about someone working with a firm that isn't so responsive or in sync with your investment philosophy? My podcast talks you through all things financial. Look, there's stuff you don't deal with very often, but investments, insurance, and retirement is something we plan for each and every day. This is the Pennywise Financial Podcast, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Pennywise Financial Podcast. This is Constantine here, Monarch Wealth Management, and my co-host, Jay Georgiev. Hello, everybody, and Constantine, how are you? I am just fantastic. I'm always fantastic, right? Wow, you're excited. Uh, you, you like to say I get excited. <laughs> Maybe it's the podcast. Yep. Maybe it's your uh, company. Maybe it's my break smoking while we're driving. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, so today we, uh, Jay was actually able to help me go get my car picked up. We had some maintenance done, tire rotation, new tires, all kinds of stuff. I hit a pothole on 490. They were doing construction and uh, threw wow. everything off. Pothole on 490. That's so weird. I can't imagine why. <laughs> Snow, ice, plowing, salt. Yeah. Does damage. Yep. Great business to be in, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I saw a post about uh, it showed it showed cobblestone roads like in Europe mm-hmm. built hundreds or years thousands. ago, thousands <laughs> of years ago, still intact. Yep. Right now, the engineers come around and you've got potholes every single year and paving and repairs and blah 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 blah. Yep. So yeah, that's what innovation and technology has done for us. I guess, uh, and, and the other thing is too, when you think about like the appliances that you have in your home, washer, dryer, stove, refrigerator, the way that things used to function, remember those old green washer and dryers? I think everybody had them, like their old parents. Ones. Yeah, well, maybe they weren't green for you, but <laughs> a lot of what I remember was like that, just like not a very appealing color, didn't look pretty. Yeah. Like washer old 70s. Talking like old school equipment. <laughs> yeah. That just worked. And it yeah. worked for 30 years. I remember in our house, our original, we had our original hot water tank in there for about 30 some years. Wow. Have you seen, have you put in a hot water tank recently? Yep. How long, what's the warranty on it now? Um, Three year. No, more. It's got to be more than that. No, three year. That's it? Yep. Okay. Well, the last time, so at our rental properties, we put in. I think if you pay more money, you, you like a better water heater, you can get like a six year warranty. But I don't think. Here's what I'll tell you. Unless you get an extended. Now, I haven't put in a water tank in probably five years. Mm-hmm. But when I did, so I had to put in three for each mm-hmm. one of my units. They all went. And the ones that were in there, I think were maybe. I'd say 15, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. The ones that I bought, 12-year warranty. Wow. 12-year. Okay. Back in the day, I can remember 20. Mm-hmm. And like I said, in our house, in our actual home, when we had it built, we had the original hot water tank in there for 30-plus years. Wow. I guess my point is is that the stuff that comes out now breaks. Yeah, it's throwaway. And the, you know, the new washer and dryers, right? So the front loader, you have a front load for, I have for a washer? A, um, no, no. We bought a Samsung, like the nicer one, but it's still top load. Top load, it's a smart choice. Yeah. Have you ever owned a front load? Yes. Any any issues with that? No, they worked very good. 
Well, let me tell you about my experience. <laughs> my experience was not so good. You get this weird odor, this weird smell, and you have to put like this deodorizer in it. Cleaned or something. Because what happens is the water doesn't drain, and there's a there's a front lip on it, and you got to oh, clean it out, yeah, wipe it okay. out. It kind of gets a moldy smell. Mm-hmm. And when the belts break, they're super expensive to repair and fix. Mm-hmm. So you're almost better off to buy a new unit. That's mm-hmm. what happened to me. Mm-hmm. They look nice. Yeah. Right. But who cares? Yeah. Wow. Nice wash machine, Jay. Yeah. Well, I spent all this money on that Samsung I was telling you about. And like maybe three months after using it, it starts acting funny. It's making noises now. My uh, oh, dry, my dryer um, door rattles. So I have to stick like a piece of cardboard in there to tighten it. Every How time I do it. How did you buy a, these units? A year and a half ago. That's crazy. Yeah. Samsung. That's crazy. Really expensive. So there's certain products that I think they make really well. Like the TVs to me, I, I just, I, yeah. the, the brand resonates with me is top quality, really crystal clear. Um, I've always stuck by it, but, yeah. um, I just don't think that they make the products the way that they used to, no, to last as long as they used no. to. Yeah. And how about the mentality of people when you spend money, do I repair it? Do I get it serviced or do I just buy a new one? Yeah. Well, that's become more expensive also. I know. And the cost is, is going up for a lot of things. Any exciting uh, things happening with you? Any, any uh, events or, or family functions? You had uh, Noah's birthday, what, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Well, we're going to Hershey Park at the end of the month. Hershey Park. So have, have you been there before? I've never been there. Casey's no, been there. How are the ticket prices? 55 55 bucks for the day? For, the, for an adult? For a ticket, yeah, for an adult is that, ticket. Is that pretty standard, normal? Yeah, I, I mean, know. Darien Lake's about the same, and Hershey Park's, I think, a lot bigger, you know. Well, I, I think my Darien wife Lake. was telling me about the cost of Seabreeze, local amusement park yeah. here, um, going up quite a bit. They they eliminated like a kid's pass or yeah. a spectator pass. I think Seabreeze is like 35 right now, I want to say. 35 bucks? Yeah. But it's worth it to get the season pass. Casey was just talking about that, too getting the season pass because a season pass is like $65. 65 bucks gets you unlimited access all season. That's so you go, bad. so two you, visits kind of pays for it. Pays for it. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's right down the road. So it's not like you're driving, you know, so you can make a day out of it. You know, what are we doing this Saturday? Oh, we're bored. Let's go to Seabreeze. We got season passes. What the heck? You know, it's right. It's 15 minutes away. Well, I think the cost of just about everything from what I understand, like Darien Lake, uh, you know, Hershey Park, I don't know if that's gone up quite a yeah. bit. How about Disney? I, I haven't looked at ticket prices. Disney, Disney, I heard, went up, but I I'm haven't sure looked. I'm sure it has. I mean, Disney's expensive to begin with. But. How about labor costs? Labor costs are going up. Yeah. Right? It's hard to find good help. We talked about this this morning. We got coffee. Um, some of the restaurants have eliminated the hours that they're open. Mm-hmm. They've shut down certain days. Yep. They can't keep them staffed. Yeah. It's hard to find good help. Service. We were talking about service. Service is in the basement. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's terrible. The, the quality of food is down. Mm-hmm. So the products are, are, are not as good. And um, I mean, I, we we tend to go out to eat a lot less. Yeah. Just cook at home. Yeah. Well, you're can. saving money. Save money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to try to do what I can to support. I know the industry's yeah, been always. hammered. Yeah. You know, I, how many restaurants? We just went to the boat. Last night, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to make use of it, but we didn't take it out. We just kind of uncovered the boat and we fished from the uh, right from the right from the boat. My son likes fishing yeah. to a certain extent. An hour <laughs> was all all the time we had. Kind of watched the sunset. 
That's nice. Listen to some music. Didn't even take the boat out. But I think of, the, just think about the cost of gas and fuel. Last yeah. year we paid about two seventy five a gallon. Now, Cheaper than that. Well, I'm saying at the marina. Oh, Those at are the, the marina is expensive. Yeah. 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 So the cost now is north of four bucks a gallon. Wow. So you're talking almost a double. Holy. In the cow. season. So uh, the the owner of the marina says, "Geez." I know you haven't used your boat that much this year. Think of all the savings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I guess that's one good aspect of it. We haven't had the best weather. We've we've had a busy summer, but the last few days have been really nice and hot. Yeah, they have been. They've been great. So I want to talk about some of the events that I've gone to so far and some of the things that I'm noticing. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with the show. Do you want help building and managing an investment portfolio that's right for you? One that will help you maximize growth potential while you're saving, help you generate income when you need it most, and eventually preserve what you've saved to leave to your beneficiaries? We do this day in and day out and take the stress and responsibility of making those decisions off your plate. Subscribe to our newsletter. Read our blog post and listen to our podcast to get a flavor of how we do things. Our firm is unique and capable of handling all your investment and insurance needs. Monarch Wealth Management, our guidance, your future. Welcome back to Pennywise Financial Podcast. Constantine here, Monarch Wealth Management, my co-host Jay Georgiev. Welcome back, Jay. Hello. We just finished up our boating trip that I mentioned to you about last night. Last about an hour. It's about the attention span of my son, who's four. Um, he, he can't, you know, he can't sit still if we're not going fast in the boat and whatnot. So we have limited time. (laughs) Anyhow, I wanted to touch on some of the events that I've been to. I wrote about this in my blog post lately. I don't know if you've seen it, Jay, the financial model blog, but right on our website, we've got a, a link to all of my blog posts. One of the things I, I did attend in the last few weeks, and we have a bunch of these events is weddings. You have any weddings this year, Jay? Yeah, in September we have one. Local or you? Uh, Adirondacks. Ooh, that'll be fun. That's it's around nice. the Lake Placid area, so very nice. I haven't been there in a long time. How big is the wedding? How many people? Um, I'm not sure exactly. It's a friend of a friend, so I don't have too many details on the wedding. But I'm assuming that it's a little bit bigger wedding. I don't know. Well, I will say this: the the weddings that I that I knew about last year either got canceled or yeah. um, the the couple decided to elope and just kind of do their own thing. And then they're going to have a celebration this year. So this year we have, I think, four weddings lined up. I already have one that pushed into next year. And some of the trends that I've noticed, they're different. Mm-hmm. So for starters, the size of the wedding itself is a lot less. Sure. Tend to be smaller. Yep. Um, I've noticed that the guest list have been dwindled down. Mm-hmm. They've eliminated maybe having kids, mm-hmm. inviting kids, because y- there's a number of reasons why you got to keep the count down, but they've decided against inviting like uh, extended family, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, people that they would normally invite. But now, hey, if you only have a hundred guest limit at this particular venue, then you have to make cuts somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people are still uh, concerned about the virus and, oh, I might not want to go because I don't know the people that are going to be there. Um, You know, I don't want to risk catching. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and stuff like that. So a lot of people, I think, are shying away from going to 
events like that too. Well, how about wedding parties in general? Like when you're planning a wedding, Mm -hmm. I can remember the tension coming up with a list, deciding uh, where the venue is, deciding what to eat, Mm -hmm. what food offerings, what decor, what music, what theme, Da, 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 da. I mean, it just goes on and on. So there's a lot of stress involved in planning these events because you want it to be fun, mm-hmm. right? You want to please your guests and, and have a good time. Yeah. You know, so that's just another layer of, I guess, maybe challenges that these brides are facing. Mm-hmm. So it does depend on the venue, right? So each venue is a little different. They, they may have capacity based on regulation. Mm-hmm. But then there's that other aspect, like you said, comfort, how comfortable are your guests going to be? Yep. Some of these brides are like, geez, what do I say on the invite? Do I impose a mask mandate? Do I yeah. say everybody just wear a mask? Yeah. Do so, I not say anything about it at all? Do so, I say if you feel comfortable wearing a mask, go ahead. If you're yeah. vaccinated, you don't have to. So I've seen a variety of different things. I've seen it done both ways. I've seen brides have a sign that says, please wear a mask You know, if you're not vaccinated. Whether or not people actually adhere to that, I don't know. Most of the events I've been to, there's been a handful. Mm-hmm. I mean, people I could probably count on one hand that have been wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And they tend to be older. I don't yeah. know if they're vaccinated or not. I mean, it's not like you're advertising, hey, I've got my vaccine card. <laughs> but you So that's one, on that that's one aspect. Think, think about – so in this blog post, I talk about the cost of weddings. And I look at – I don't know if you have it pulled up, but – I looked, I went back to 2015 and I found this source from Lenat.com, the cost of weddings. So it was around 32, 33,015 jumped to almost uh, 35,000 and change in 2016. And that's been kind of the peak. So $35,000 for an event that lasts what? How many hours? Yeah. Five hours, hours, six hours, seven hours. You know, even even if you have an early uh, event, four o'clock, it's probably done by 11, 12 o'clock. Some of the older weddings I, I've been to over the years have ended around midnight, one o'clock. You have an after hours party, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're, the events that I've been to are ending sooner. Mm-hmm. So they're shorter. They're smaller uh, headcount. Mm-hmm. I've noticed different food offerings. How about open bar? Remember open bar? I mean, open bar, it was almost like a guarantee. If you, if you were going to a wedding, they'd have open bar the entire night. Drinks yeah. were just flowing. Mm-hmm. Now, most of the events that I've been to have a cutoff, you know, where, where they're not the whole night. They're ending sooner. I think a lot of that is imposed by the actual venue because you have to be done. And I think, yeah. is there still a mandate where they have to shut down by 11? Because almost every event that I've seen yeah. ends before at 11 or sooner. I'm not sure. I'm I, not I sure. don't know either because I know at the beginning of, of this virus last year, the didn't the bars have to close at like nine o'clock? You know what? Either way, it's crazy. It's way past my bedtime. It is. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Nine o'clock is past your bedtime. <laughs> nine o'clock is my bedtime. Well, you know, you got to make an exception. Uh, these weddings are so. You know, these people plan this, and hopefully, they do it once in their life. Yeah. You got to break that habit. You got to have a little time. fun. But I don't know. I, I'm think back to my wedding. We were pretty much done at around twelve, twelve thirty. Mine was too. You Mine know? was too. We had a little after hours um, after that, and then we had some food. And it, yeah. I mean, I guess it carried on for those who wanted to. Yeah. I mean, by honestly, if you if you look at weddings, a lot of times you see that by 11 o'clock, usually it's thinning out. 
Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Big time. Oh, yeah. I, well, I noticed the crowds. The older generation that doesn't really dance, you know. Yeah. They were leaving early. Yeah. They were leaving, you know, around 8, 9 o'clock. They had their dinner. Yeah. They had coffee, dessert, and that yeah, was pretty yeah, much it. That was it, yeah. It's the younger kids, the the bride, the groom, obviously, that are going to be partying yeah. in the late hours. But um, when I when I think about the cost of a wedding for that limited amount of time, people, I have couples that ask me during the planning, like, what what should I be thinking about? There is no right answer. Yeah. I mean, you're just going to shoot yourself in the face if you try to respond and tell a bride <laughs> to cut corners or save money and look at, there's some things that you just can't put a price tag on, mm-hmm. right? For yeah. some people, it's a nice car. Some people, it's a nice wedding. Some people, it's a nice house. Some yeah, people, it's a it's once saving. in a lifetime event. It is. You know, so you tend to splurge a little bit. And you know A lot what? of it actually, but. <laughs> Brides and, and, and grooms and their families and the way that they pay for these weddings they will splurge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the cost of this dress is normally a thousand dollars. This year it's uh, seventeen hundred. Okay. Yeah. What, well, what are you gonna do? Are you? Gonna are you? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Let's cut corners. Mm-hmm. But I have seen a break and change on the way that they have planned for some of these events. Yeah. And they're spending the money, the cost. So let's talk about the the trends. How about the the cost of the actual wedding itself? How does it fare this year versus? Last well, it's up. It's up about uh, to, so twenty two thousand, twenty three thousand, mm-hmm. something like that versus nineteen last year. Who had a wedding last year? Who actually had a wedding? Mm-hmm. I don't think I had one function. No, nothing like that. I mean, pretty much everything was closed. Yep. And if you did, it was less expensive. But I, I'm willing to bet you that any vendor, any caterer, any venue, any photographer, any any person that offered a service tied to a wedding or an event was thrilled to have business. Why was it less expensive? I think a lot of it was because of the size. Size, but I think also they were willing to accommodate and and work with people. Prices, you know, went down. If you normally booked a wedding that cost 20,000 as an event, all inclusive, versus, hey, I've got somebody that's willing to pay 17,000, would Mm -hmm. you say no? Probably not. No, yeah. Probably not. But we're starting to see that that go up, that trend go back up. Yeah. As far as the average cost of a wedding and what people are spending. So even though they're smaller, different changes in venue and offering, the price is starting to go up. Yeah. So with that, I hate spending money, but but it is something, of course, that uh, can be a magical experience for a couple. So with that, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to the show. Do you have a high deductible insurance plan? If so, have you set up your HSA? There's a ton of people who don't know what it is or how it works. Even worse, there aren't many people who can give you advice about how to make the most of these powerful and unique programs. Not many advisors focus on this in their practice, don't understand the mechanics of how they work or even where to begin helping their clients. Reach out to me, Constantine at Monarch Wealth Management, and I'll guide you through this process and get you on track to make the most of your high deductible plan and your superhuman HSA. Welcome back to Pennywise Financial Podcast. This is Constantine here, Monarch Wealth Management, and my co-host Jason Georgiev. Welcome back, Jay. Thank you. We just talked about spending. Yeah, spending, spending some dough because you love spending. Yeah, that, <laughs> definitely. I love spending. I think you know when it comes to spending, I hate letting go of money, but there's certain things that I will pay for: uh, safety, security, food. Fu- food. <laughs> Food, I, I have no problem letting go of cash for food. Good quality food. Yep. Healthy food. I try to eat healthy. Doesn't always happen. Sometimes I weigh on the side of convenience. 
but not like I mean I'm not talking fast food. Yeah. Not like a McDonald's type of thing. Not nothing against McDonald's. But anyhow, let's talk about a different topic of of saving money. I want to bring up a case study that I just recently helped a client with as we go through an analysis. You um, obviously have owned, I think, a couple houses at least that come to mind. Mm -hmm. I know I have uh, the rental properties and this home I've lived in now for just about a decade. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, interest rates have changed quite a bit in Mm -hmm. that time and a decade. Um, we know Jay Powell right now is focused on looking at the data before they do make changes on interest rates. And so that does affect things like savings accounts. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you remember what savings accounts you used to pay back in the day? Like the 80s? Any, 90s? Any time when you actually had a decent amount of money to put away and save. Yeah, they were good. I can remember in the 2005, 2006 period, mm-hmm. we've talked about this in other podcasts, the savings rate for an online savings, HSBC was one of the banks that offered that. Mm-hmm. Talking 6.75%. Yeah. Guaranteed, never will lose money, mm-hmm. FDIC insured. Now, it, it did pull away some of the, the frills mm-hmm. of going into a branch because if you had a problem, you, there was no one to talk to. It was online. It was sending a message and mm-hmm. maybe it was a little delayed. But I think that was a pretty darn good trade-off mm-hmm. to make almost 7% interest. And I think it was even higher than that before I got into it. Yeah. And then it started to go down. I remember it went down to 5.25 and I kind of shook my head like, oh no. Mm-hmm. And right now I think the average rate is probably around maybe 10 basis points or maybe closer to 15 basis points. So 0.15, I'm not talking one and a half percent, I'm talking 0.15%. But what else is affected by that drop? And interest rates. Anything that comes to mind? Mm -mm. Well, how about if you're buying a a car? Mm -hmm. Interest rates are down. I think you're in the market right now. Aren't you looking for, are you still? Yeah, two point. Kind of shopping for cars? 2.65. 2.65%. For excellent credit. Well, that's all we have around here is excellent credit. Amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, for the most part, unless you have some some hiccups in your credit history where you're working to repair that, yeah. you're going to be just under 3% for an auto loan. And yeah. I've seen it cheaper. I mean, if you get a newer car, you're probably looking at 1%. 1.99. One point, I mean, come on. That's fantastic. Yep. yep. And there's a bunch of lenders uh, in the local area and even credit unions that offer some pretty competitive rates. Mm-hmm. And they'll extend that um, duration of the loan to maybe five or six or even seven years if you want to go that far out. Yeah. But what about the mortgage industry? What about rates for refinance or purchase? I haven't looked. Not at all? Nope. Well, I will share with you uh, a client that was considering uh, refinancing. Mm-hmm. And there's a number of reasons why somebody might want to refinance and, and what the uh, process looks like. But these these folks actually had a decent interest rate Okay, so I could tell you my interest rate. I had my house, like I said, just about 10 years now. Mm -hmm. My rate is at Mm 3.5%. So back back at that time, it was a pretty good rate. I still Mm -hmm. think 3.5 is is pretty darn good. Anything less than five or six, I think is is pretty reasonable. Mm -hmm. But now these rates, I mean, for a refi, Refinance in this couple, and again, it's all based on credit and a bunch yeah. of other factors. They're under three percent. 
Really? Matter of fact, they're close to, depending on the, the duration, if they want to do a 10, a 15, a 20, 25, or 30-year mortgage, mm-hmm. they can get close to 2%. Now, is that on a typical mortgage, like a conventional too? Uh, I, b- I believe it is going to be a conventional. Yeah. Okay. So whether it be a purchase or refinance, or rates are going matter. to be pretty comparable. Now, okay. as far as deal structure and amount of money out of pocket and one year's worth of taxes, one year's worth of insurance. Yeah. Again, you're going to want to talk to the mortgage broker. You, yeah, yeah. I don't know all all the details. I didn't realize different programs. rates were that low. I didn't either. Wow. I did not either. I mean, I know that they were in the threes at some point, uh, maybe some, about some a year ago, year and a half a ago. a car loan. It's crazy. <laughs> so when you think of the cost in buying homes, which has gone up 10, 15, 20%, yeah. isn't it kind of offset in a way by the lower rates that you're able to borrow at? Yeah. So your actual payment might be relatively the same. As if you were, yeah, exactly. Correct. Yeah. But in this case, this couple, this couple is able to pay about the same, mm-hmm. reduce the amount of time that they're paying on the mortgage. So the mortgage is paid off sooner mm-hmm. and they save around 60 to $70,000 mm-hmm. worth of interest over the life of their loan. Wow. So just think about that for a minute. Yeah, These people were able to, and they're going through the process right now it was a pretty quick decision that they made when they saw those numbers on paper. <laughs> and I think that everybody should reevaluate now before rates do go up. Yeah. When will they go up? I don't know. How quickly after the Fed decides to to increase rates uh, versus the mortgages adjusting to that, you know, it's there's usually a pretty good correlation between those pretty quick yeah. turnaround time because they want to adjust rates mm-hmm. on the loans that they're collecting for. But there's a number of different strategies you can utilize in paying down your mortgage. Might be paying just a, a flexible way of paying an extra payment a year. Mm-hmm. You know, it cuts five, seven, 10 years off of your mortgage, Yeah, maybe 30-year mortgage. What about bi-weekly payments? So taking your monthly mortgage, you know, let's say it's a thousand bucks a month and now dividing that in half. So every other week you're paying 500. Mm-hmm. Depending on the lender, you may be able to do that bi-weekly and throughout the year, because there's 52 weeks, you're gonna end up paying some extra payments, which reduces the amount of interest you're paying over the life of the loan. Mm-hmm. And it pays down your mortgage quicker. Yeah. Without doing anything really that different. Yeah. Other than the way you're structuring your mortgage and the way you're paying those payments. Nice thing is you create some flexibility in doing that. If you commit yourself to a 10-year mortgage and all of a sudden it becomes uh, unaffordable for you, there's no saying, oh, could I make a double payment? Could I skip up? You can't do that. But if Mm -hmm. you build yourself some flexibility, let's say looking at a 15 or 20-year mortgage, you might have that paid off in 10 years depending yeah. on your structure, but you're not committed to doing that. Yeah. That's why I like giving yourself some flexibility. Yeah. The other thing I want to point out is with the rise of home values and what people are willing to pay for them and what they're being assessed for or appraised for, it's also affecting the assessment. Mm-hmm. So think about that with your mortgage. You've committed to whatever it might be, 15, 20, 30 year mortgage. Could your mortgage payment change over that time? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A couple other factors that go into it are the cost of insurance. So Taxes. insurance is only a piece of it. And, you know, maybe your insurance costs in this area, 500 to a thousand bucks a year. Yeah. It's not going to be a huge thing, but every two to three years, you should be shopping for a new policy. Yeah. Comparing, is there another provider that would offer me a better rate? 
You don't know. Talk to your broker. You, you definitely want to find a broker. Uh, I'm all about loyalty, but at some point, each of these companies is going to raise rates, just like a spectrum. You know, or if, remember the old cable games where you call one company, then you go to DirecTV, oh, then you switch back. I mean, yeah. it's a little bit of work, but you have to do your due diligence. The yeah. other part of the mortgage process that could affect your payment is taxes. And that's the one I'd be more focused on. Yeah, Houses are selling for higher values. Towns and cities will be coming in and reassessing the values on those properties, even though you're not selling it yourself, mm-hmm. your taxes could increase, which could jump your payment as well. And to give you an idea, I think my in-laws were paying around five or 6,000 a year in tax and now they're paying about 7,500. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about maybe a couple thousand bucks a year mm-hmm. difference. Now your payment jumps up a hundred or two hundred dollars a month, but you're talking over years, not. Well, that's just one assessment. Now, yeah, how long did it take yeah. to get to that point? Maybe five years, maybe ten but years. You can always argue, but the in the current market, yeah, the rate at which we're growing is a lot faster. Yeah. It's a lot more rapid. So, just some things to consider. Um, we definitely help our clients with that debt management, budgeting, and and things like that in our financial planning. We look at all aspects, not just investing the money and where to put that money in stocks or bonds or other type of investments, but we look at the other side of things, the cost. If we could save them some money, even though we don't we don't offer mortgages here, we don't offer any type of refinance, but we have providers that uh, do a pretty darn good job, mm-hmm. and we can refer you there. I think that's all the time we have today. Thanks again uh, for listening. Constantine here, Monarch Wealth Management. Thank you for listening to Pennywise Financial Podcast. Thanks again, Jay. You're welcome. You've been listening to Pennywise Financial, brought to you by Monarch Wealth Management. Constantine and David really care about their clients. They want to make sure you're happy, so you'll continue to hire them. There's no commitments, and clients are free to leave whenever they want. Think about being able to pick up the phone and call someone for guidance and advice on almost anything, from buying a car, selling a home, buying vacation properties, or even selling a business. Reach out on the website at monarchwealthmanagement.com. There are two offices in Rochester and two offices in Buffalo. Reach out to us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. Or call us toll-free at 800-480-1580. That's 800-480-1580. Until next time, this is Pennywise Financial, signing off. in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC.